Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today's episode is for you, my independent beauty pro listeners. But if you're not an independent beauty pro, there are still some really actionable and amazing tips that you can take away from today's episode because my guest, Ebony Nelson, is going to be walking us through her six-figure success model for independent hairstylists. Now, Ebony Nelson is a systems and marketing coach for independent beauty pros. From shampoo girl to salon and business owner, Ebony is going to share her tips, tricks, and theories for how you can become a successful independent stylist. Now, today we're going to talk about some really actionable and important things that you can start practicing in your business today. We're going to talk about developing a niche, and I know that this is a buzzword that we've heard a lot about recently, so we're actually going to dive into it today. We're also going to talk about enforcing healthy work and client boundaries and the reward of building confidence through building a business. This episode is full of so much value and so many amazing insights. I'm recording this intro after recording the podcast, so Believe me when I tell you, this is an action-packed and value-packed episode you do not want to miss. If you are not driving right now, I highly recommend that you grab a notebook because we are going in today and I cannot wait to get started. So without further ado, let's meet Ebony. Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Today's topic is something that I think we could all get behind, and I'm so excited to welcome my guest, Ebony Nelson, who is a systems and marketing coach for Independent Beauty Pros. Ebony is going to introduce you today to her six-figure success model for independent hairstylists, and I think that we can all agree that that is the goal for so many independent stylists and hairstylists alike. So welcome to the show, Ebony. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Jody. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. So I'm going to introduce my six-figure success model. I'm so excited. But first, what I'm going to do is ask you to just kind of fill us in on where, how you got started in the beauty industry. And then how did that lead to where you are now? Okay. Well, okay. I started trying to braid my Barbie doll's hair. If you've ever braided a Barbie's hair, you know it's almost like impossible to braid. Okay. <laughs> So I started there um, from a family of seven children. So I would then braid my sister's hair, then my little brother's hair. And then I started doing friends at school. I got a job when I was 16 as a shampoo girl at a salon around the corner from my house. So that Mm -hmm. really made me, you know, taught me a lot about the hair care aspect. Yeah. And I've been in the salon ever since I was like 16 or 17. And I've done lots of corporate jobs, admin and things like that, but I would always leave and go back to hair. Like it was just something about it that just really intrigued me. I loved the way I was able to make people feel and look, and I just loved the camaraderie. Like it was so much fun just being in the salon all day. I just 
felt like I could really do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. the whole time. Like it was like a free day and I was doing something that allowed me to have fun, have conversation, see somebody different every day. It just wasn't really monotonous. Yeah. And I stuck with it and I, I did really well at it. So it it's like, I made good money, I feel like, because I loved doing it. So that was never really an issue. It was just, I just loved doing it. So that's how I got started doing hair. That's amazing. We have that in common, actually. I started off, my mom's a stylist, so I've always been in the industry. And then I also started as a shampoo girl when I was 16. So we've got that in common. I actually think I might have been a little bit younger, but I love that. And I agree with you. Where there's passion, I think that really allows you to, you know, when you do something you love, I think that it it is the motivation you need to keep going and find that success. So I can't wait to hear about your success model and how you're helping independent stylists get those systems and their marketing to the next levels. Okay. So first off, in terms of the systems, I basically created that success model to give people an easier way to build their business. There are so many things we see other people doing and it may work for them, but it might not work for, you know, you or the next person. Mm -hmm. So I suggest in my six figure success model, the steps that I personally took, I didn't really find the success that I was truly looking for until I chose a niche in my business and in my industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was hard to say, I'm only going to focus on this because I'm talented at doing so many things, as many of us are. Mm -hmm. But I really had to decide, what can I do that I'm going to continue to love to do? I can do it efficiently in terms of time, and I can always give a 100% result. So that's how I kind of narrowed that down. Mm -hmm. And the next thing was the marketing. Like, how was I really going to find people who only wanted my success model was about is about silk press because I only do natural and textured hair. So my module is my my success model includes silk press, and then I do a lot of high end extension services and color. So I stay within that range to kind of give them options to add on to me silking and straightening their hair. Oh, I love that. And that allows me to really, really do what I want to do financially. And also at work, it allows me more freedom of time. The next step in the success model would be branding and marketing because you really got to figure out who's going to buy this, who are you talking to, and how can you, I don't want to say persuade them, but how can you pique their interest? And have them decide, oh, she has what I want, or he has what I want, or this stylist has what I want. You know what I mean? So I refer to it as speaking your client's love language or your audience's love language. Like, what words are they using and things like that. So I help the people that are in the program go over that as well. Oh my gosh, what's the next step? There there are really, there are really, really six steps to this. So after that... We go through how to lead with your value. And that is a big thing because a lot of stylists, I don't want to say they lack boundaries, but they have a hard time enforcing them. Yes, 100%. And I feel like that's huge in our industry. And as bad as we don't want to make other people feel when we say no, we feel even worse when we say yes. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, so for sure. it's super important to keep that in the forefront. I love that you say enforcing the boundaries too, because I think that, and I think this is a conversation that's happening more and more is we talk about boundaries and then we have these policies and rules in place. But then as soon as someone pushes back against it a little bit, we start to feel so uncomfortable and like we don't want the confrontation. Right. So I think that when you say it's all about actually enforcing those boundaries, like just cause we're in the service industry and the customer care industry doesn't mean that we're not allowed to have those like standards and rules and boundaries and actually implement them with our clients. Yes. That, that is so, so true. And I feel like that also, sets the tone because not really comparing adults to children, but people respect boundaries. If you enforce mm-hmm. them, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It brings a different level of respect to you, your business, how they're going to handle themselves when they're inside of your business. Mm-hmm. Like if you let people run around and just do what they want or treat you how they want is that's the quickest way to kind of wear yourself out, like mentally, physically, and emotionally, because we are really attached to our business. That's so true. And I think that there's always too like, there's always a cost to not enforcing a boundary, right? So whether it's someone being late, okay, does that mean then your next client's going to have to wait? Or if you agree to come in on your day off, then are you saying no to, you know, spending time with your kids or your friends or your family? Like, you have to also think, okay, if I'm saying yes, when people are pushing my boundaries, what am I saying no to? And I think that's kind of a good reframe to if you're ever feeling guilty about enforcing your boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay. Like I even talk a little bit about verbiage in there because saying no doesn't have to be mean. Totally. You know what I'm saying? You can kindly let people know why or say, well, no, you know, I suggest that we do this or I'd rather do that. And mm-hmm. then I guess give an option that you are comfortable with yes, instead I of making that. it a, a hard just no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a confrontation. Exactly. And no, that's that's so uncomfortable for a lot of people because, you know, clients just want their hair done. They want to be happy. Yep. They want to look good. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I and love you never, that you that. And you never know what experience they've had before you. So it's like, it's so hard, like when you're first bringing somebody in, because a lot of times they're nervous. You can be nervous. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. Yeah, I totally agree. So one of the next steps is the luxury guest experience, building that up, because I feel like that is another key element to client retention. Also, if you're going to be charging a certain charging at a certain price point and experience, I feel like is paramount. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, the value has to be there. All yeah, the way absolutely. from the, the products to your the way you schedule them, like the way your website looks, everything is very, very important. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree. So yeah, I walk the I walk the people through the different experience, different levels, the before, the after, and the visit. I give a few suggestions on what they could do. We talk about time management, which is huge, you know, because it's one thing to again be earning a lot, but if you can only do one or two of, you know, a $100 service in a day, that's really not going to get you to to your mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With less effort. 
So, you know, time management is important with the services that you offer. That's why I always suggest to choose a niche that you can be really efficient at and, you know, use the time wisely and make the time worth your money. You know, that's actually something that is such a good point, because I think that when we talk about niching down, which I think is such an important part of building a really successful business behind the chair, like there are few and far between who can do it all and do it really well. But I think niching is super, super important. And, you know, it's I always go at it from a marketing approach where it's like people want that expert. But that's another really great point that it's also an efficiency thing because if you're doing one thing and you're doing it over and over again then yeah absolutely you're gonna get it down to a science I totally agree I totally agree and it's okay to do the one thing and make that your thing because like I I give examples in there let's just say you're going for a balayage appointment right Mm -hmm. you want the best blonde balayage person to do your hair You don't want the girl or the stylist who's done it maybe once or twice. You want somebody Mm -hmm. who knows what they're going, knows what they're doing, knows how to put the right toner on. Like they know all the bits and pieces that you do. It's like they know what you want before you know how to say it. Totally. That's that's what clients want. They don't want to have to think all the time. Of course, they're going to come in and say, oh, Jody, today I want to look like this. Have you seen, yeah. did you see J-Lo in, in Rome? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course you saw J-Lo in Rome. Everybody did. Yeah. So now, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You have to stay up with all of those trends and see how you can, you know, make that look good for your client. I love it- that. I've actually heard someone liken this to a surgeon before or doctors. And I'm like, that's such a good point. Like you wouldn't go to your GP or your family doctor for open heart surgery, right? So exactly. you go, like people really do want specialists in all areas. Yeah, I, I think that's so important. And I think it definitely helps you stand out. One of my biggest things is hair care. You know, it's one thing, again, to be a stylist, but it's another thing to be able to care for the hair and give people results that they weren't even expecting. I always like to underpromise and overdeliver. Yes. So the next step would be we get into marketing, social media marketing, hashtag. I'm trying to follow the program here. Okay. Marketing your with your values connected to that because I feel like those boundaries can be communicated in the way you market yourself. I agree. And every time someone sees your pictures or a video or reads something, they're going to see like how you care for yourself and your business. I think that's one of the the most important things because most guests who, you know, don't mind paying at a particular price point, they they want to be I don't want to I don't want to say in and out, but they're really like no fuss, like go ahead, just do my hair, I'll pay whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. If those are kind of the people you want to attract if you want, you know, that higher price point. Yeah. And I think too, like people, if you, once you're branding yourself and you are very, very clear about who you are, who you want to attract and what it is that you offer, it, it almost takes 
some of that first visit awkwardness away, Mm -hmm. especially when you're, you know, on social media, because people start to trust you before they've even sat in your chair because they know what to expect. And that makes such a huge difference when you're wanting to attract new clients or niche down or pivot or whatever it is that you're wanting to do. If you can build trust before people even get into the salon, it's going to make your life so much easier. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And you know, that's also how you attract your tribe. Like people who are just like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're going to like, Oh, I found my dream hairstylist. You know what I mean? Because they've been waiting for you all their life. But I feel like, again, that's the importance of niching down because how will they be able to find you under a pile of other services if you're not highlighting that particular one? Oh, yes. You're speaking my language. (laughs) So um, piggybacking off of that, I do add captions in there, you know, uh, different things for people to go over captions, what kind of content should be used for marketing, even down to email and text marketing. I include a few resources as well for people to use. And one of my things that I stick by and I stand by, like organizing your menu, I do not like to see a bunch of options or to give too many options because guests get lost. So I talk about that in there. I just want to piggyback on that Uh a little bit because this is something, you know, when we talk about like online booking, so I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate of like making your life easy. Right. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of stylists, I noticed there's a lot of resistance to allowing clients to book themselves And I think that all goes back to having menus that are too confusing. Yes. Because you don't need to have, you know, 30 different service options because someone might look at that, even if they're not booking online, they might just be looking for a new stylist. They might look at that and think, oh my God, I have no idea Mm -hmm. what I want or what I would get. So I'm just going to go find something that's more simple. So that can be... Oh, such a huge, huge part of, especially if you're looking to acquire new clients, a service menu that's too big and too intimidating can turn people away. Absolutely. And I just feel like I call it clear the clutter. Like it's, it's really overwhelming to the guests. Yeah. It's really overwhelming. And you know, everyone has such a short attention span these days. It's like you got the first three to maybe six seconds of their time and then you're out of there. Absolutely. (laughs) You're so right. And I always tell people that I coach, like, even your best client is always looking at other people's work because Mm -hmm. they may bring you that photo and say, Oh, I want my hair like hers. That work is from another stylist. Like, what makes you think that they can't have access to that other stylist? You know what I mean? So that means you gotta stay up on on top of your stuff. And, and keep the consistency in your experience and everything that you put in place. Yep. That's such a good point. So another thing is pricing methods because I have session and hourly pricing. You have tier pricing, a la carte pricing. And as a surprise bonus, I have a section in there about assets, retirement, 401k and disability insurance. I have an interview. Yeah. I have an interview with my personal financial advisor in there and they can watch that video. And I have his link there as well. It's amazing. Like he's helped me out so much. Oh my gosh. So much. And because that's a really good point. Yeah. We talk about, you know, earning the money, but what it's also about keeping the money. (laughs) Absolutely. And I feel like, wow, like 
why haven't I been doing this? And it's really not unaffordable. You know what I right. mean? I really should have been started, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, we, we just have to make the time to, to make it happen. Yeah, 100%. And I talk about taxes and bookkeeping. We go over that. And I have an actual IRS auditor on there. She's sweet as pie. And she's got a bunch of financial resources to help stay up with your books every month so that when it comes time to file taxes and everything like that, everything will be in order. And she did a presentation on there as well. I think this is a missing key because, you know, we all work a lot. We make a lot of money and we want a lot of things. But the paperwork isn't always in order. That makes it harder for us because we are considered a cash business to really get the assets that we deserve. You know what I mean? So I brought her on to talk about that. That's so true. I know that when I first went independent, that was something that I struggled with initially because you, you know, you are a hairstylist, you love doing the hair, but there's a whole other side of the business. Once you get into business for yourself that they don't teach you at hair school, like you need to (laughs) get that information. Like they don't teach you anything about running a business. Mm -mm. So I love that there is education like this available now, because it's almost like the business school for hair school, you know? Yes. And I I wanted to bring that aspect to the beauty industry. I know so many hairstylists who are so talented, but because that was a major piece of you know, our profession that was left out in beauty school. A lot of us were just out here winging it. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to bring a different aspect because I learned the hard way. And if I can help anyone not have to do that, it would be my honor because it was, it, it, it was a lot of discipline initially, but it, I got into shape because I wanted to buy. And that's what made me really have to crack down and monitor credit and, you know, get my taxes together and everything like that. But good thing I kept my bank records. You know what I'm saying? So it all balanced out, but, you know, it was still a process. Well, and I hate to say it, but I think that there's almost like, like, there's almost like this part of the hair industry that when you go independent, some of the advice that well-meaning advice is like, oh, make sure you like, you know, don't claim your tips and all this kind of stuff. And it really isn't good advice because that's the thing when you get to the stage where you want to, you know, buy a house or you want to make any big purchases where you need bank support they don't operate on goodwill. They operate on, you know, what you can show them. So I think if you can get started on that path when you're going independent, it's great, but it's never too late to get it in. Absolutely. And I I think, again, it's something that all hairstylists need and, you know, should want for themselves. Like, like you said, it's never too late to get it in order. And I love that I'm able to help and like, gosh, I just wish that somebody had told me ahead of time. You know what I mean? I know there are some schools out now that do teach, you know, finances and business in the school. Yeah. But, you know, for people like myself and you and probably millions of other hairstylists, we didn't get that opportunity. Absolutely. And I think it's just, it's because we're so focused on, like a lot of us as stylists are creatives, right? At our core, we're very creative, we're very artistic. And so the idea of, I know I speak for myself, but I know this is the case for a lot of stylists as well. Like 
the idea of numbers and systems and all that kind of stuff is intimidating and it's scary to figure it out by yourself. So I think that the thing is though, there's also this low level stress of not having it together. And I know that for myself, both as a stylist and now as an online business owner, having systems and structure didn't always feel natural to me, but I feel like I'm able to operate so much more creatively now that I know that all of the other things are taken care of. Like there's not this, you know, thing that's kind of causing me stress or anxiety because it's all together. So even if you're someone who's listening and thinking, oh, like I just systems scare me. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about money. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I am that person too, but things are so much easier and you know, you'll be, you'll be proud of yourself once you can start getting those into order. And if you have someone to walk you through it, it's even easier. Absolutely. And one thing I always tell anybody when they're doing anything new or wanting to try to build on anything, once you do it the first time and build the foundation, you do it right the first time and you won't have to do it again. So true. And, you know, it might be a little difficult. You might break a nail or two getting through it, but <laughs> it's going to be done. And then you can breathe easy and just continue to build off of the foundation, you know, by having Absolutely. your systems in place and things in order. I think you operate differently as a business owner and just as a, you know, as a professional when you when you know that you have that foundation. I think that it just allows you to, like, hit a different level in the self-confidence department. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is such an amazing point. And yeah, because, you know, just think if you went through all of that, you actually have achieved, that's a major accomplishment, like financial health and business organization and then continue with that discipline, you know, that allows you to make room for more things in your life because you already have set the stage for that level of discipline. Oh, absolutely. I believe that that. as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so the free training that I have available, it goes, it lightly touches on everything and just gives, you know, those who take advantage of the free training an opportunity to implement that business model. Because whether they, you know, buy the program or not, it still gives you an idea of what kind of business model will help you be successful and reach that six-figure mark. I love that. So where can people find your free training? If they're wanting to kind of dig a little bit deeper into this, where would they go? You can go to ebonynelson.com. I have the link on my Instagram. So it's the link in there and it says, improve your business model with this free training. And it has the six-figure business model on there. There's a photo of it. So it's not just words. So you know exactly where to find it. Amazing. And I will link to that in the show notes as well so that people can find um, it super easily. Thank you so much for walking us through this today. I think that it is so it's so amazing to have a framework and have something that you can really make sure you hit all the bases and build a really thriving business. So I'm curious, what is next for you? What are, what are you working on? What can we expect to see from you in the future? Oh, okay. So I've got something brewing currently. I don't share this a lot, but I also have a degree in communications and emerging media. And 
Thank you. That allows me to know a lot about the tech systems and software online, just about everything. I'm not a coder yet, but I know a little bit of code. Mm -hmm. And what I have started to do is to help beauty professionals create funnels in their business. And I know a lot of people don't know what funnels are, but funnels basically connect your systems to create like I would say like a back office assistant that you never have to pay. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yes, of I love that. You pay to keep the <laughs> software running, but you know, it, it does the job for you and still maintains the high level experience. So I have two packages available. One where you can do your website and your funnel, or you can do financial strategy, a website, and a funnel. And the great thing about this is that it's all done in a day. I have steps in the program that tell you what I'll need from you, and then you submit it. And then, you know, I'll work on what I need to behind the scenes. And then I walk through with the VIP for the day. I walk through it with them on Zoom just so they can know how to operate their back office stuff. You know what I'm saying? If they need to... Thank you. If they need to like change an email or they want to add an email or tweak anything in there. And that comes with 30 days of Voxer support after our VIP. You know, I think this is so cool. As someone who has been a beauty pro, I'm no longer behind the chair. I'm fully in my online business now. But but yeah, systems since starting an online business are a absolute lifesaver. And I think it is incredible that you are bringing that to beauty professionals as well, because there is so much that you can benefit from running any kind of business once you start to automate and you can take your hands off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on top of that, I feel like it gives, it it adds another level of professionalism. I completely agree. So, okay, I'm going to switch gears. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask you one final question. So if you had to give one piece of advice to independent beauty pros, what would that one piece of advice? My one piece of advice would be don't give up. Try everything that you feel like you want to try. Like trial and error is the best teacher and never think that your idea is too big for you to handle. Oh, I love that. That's so inspiring. And you're right. If you can just think of things as like tests and trials instead of getting so caught up, then I think that that will lead to success. Absolutely. So where can people go to find you? People can find me on Instagram at the Ebony Nelson, Facebook, it's Hair Theory 2.0. And my website is ebonynelson.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Ebony, this has been really, really insightful. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.